Hello and welcome to the Simple Classroom Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Sutherland. I am a teacher and the author behind thesimpleclassroom.com and the Simple Classroom on Teachers Pay Teachers. And today I want to chat with you guys all about final quarter mindset shifts. Now, when this episode is coming out, we are already a couple of weeks into my final quarter of the school year, but maybe for you, it's just getting started, or maybe you've been in your final trimester for a few weeks now, but no matter where you're at, it is end of March, early April, the school year is going to start winding down before we know it. So as we're looking ahead to this last little bit of time with our students, I have some mindset shifts that we can all take to make this last stretch of the year, albeit very exhausting stretch of the year, as positive for ourselves and for our students as it can be. So let's get started. Mindset shifts for the last stretch of the year. So for me, this is the last, at this point now, last seven weeks of my school year, um, which is crazy, crazy to say, seven more weeks left of this second grade school year. And it has been a doozy. I think everyone has been able to say that since 2020. Just every year has been like, wow, what a doozy. What we wouldn't give to go back to 2019 teaching. We didn't know how good we had it. But with all of that being said, This is the last stretch we have with this particular group of kids. And depending on the kid, you may see a kid's face in your mind and go like, oh, last few weeks with them. Or you might see a kid's face and go, huh, last few weeks with them. No matter what tone of voice you say that with, it is your last few weeks with each of these students. So I want to talk about some mindset shifts that I am attempting to make as I go into this last quarter of the year. And... This is, these are mindset shifts that I want to take to protect my peace and my time and my energy, but also some mindset shifts that I want to take to protect my attitude towards my students because patience really wanes this time of year. I mean, honestly, I feel like I can say my patience started waning in August and now it's like paper thin now that it's almost April, but we are, our students still deserve some semblance of someone who's, I don't know, I don't even know how to word this, someone who's happy to see them in the morning because I think that everyone deserves to come in and be in a room with somebody seven and a half hours a day and feel like that person is moderately happy to see them. Even if deep, deep down that that student or that person is making your day a lot more difficult, um, I think that some of these mindset shifts can help with that. So first, every yes is also a no. Now, this is a mindset shift that you can use all year long. You could tell yourself this all year long, but especially at the end of the year, every yes is also a no. So maybe you're feeling pressure to make the end of the year really special for your students. I'm personally wrestling with this right now. I feel like the curriculum we have to teach is the driest most boring thing. And it was my first year attempting to teach it. So I feel like I was extra dry and extra boring as a teacher all year long. And now that we're coming up on state testing and I am soon going to be free of the shackles of the curriculum and I'm going to be freed up to teach what I want to teach and do lessons that I want to teach, 
I am already scheming up like fun transformations or theme days or things that we can do. But remember, everything you say yes to is a no to something else. So if you start piling too much on your plate to make things super fun for your students at the end of the year, you are saying no to other things. That might be saying no to getting stuff done that really needs to get done in your classroom. That might say that might mean saying no to time with your family because you're going to be working on school stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying be mindful. Like the occasional night at school away from your kids is not going to do like emotional damage to your children, right? The occasional early morning spent at school prepping something that you're really passionate about is not going to burn you out as a teacher. If you care about it, it's important. It's not going to burn you out. You're excited to do it. But remember that everything you say yes to is a no to something else. This works in the reverse too. Every idea that your teammate brings up or every extra assessment that your instructional coaches think might be nice to give, everything that you say yes to is a no to something that was on your list that you really wanted to do. And then all of a sudden your end of year plan isn't what you wanted it to be because you said yes to a lot of other things. So just be mindful of it all the way around. You can give your students a meaningful, wonderful end of the year with lots of simple Um, celebrations that don't require a ton of pre-planning or prep or purchasing anything. But also, if you want to do something like that, you got to leave space for it. So you can't fill up your days with a bunch of other things that other people want you to do. Just create space for what you want to do. And remember that you say yes to the things that keep that plan moving in action. Number two, in nine weeks or seven weeks or six weeks or 11 weeks, wherever you're at with the school year, these students will no longer be yours. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, that could be maybe kind of a positive thing, depending on the rapport you have with a particular student. Not every student is going to blend with your personality or your expectations perfectly. I mean, that would be an unrealistic thing for me to say. It's easier to find joy in like the little quirks and and misbehaviors of little students, younger students, but the bigger they get and the more solidly defiant they might be, the harder that becomes. So this mindset shift can serve as a mantra you can say to yourself when things are really hard. Like in nine weeks, this is over. I can do anything for nine weeks or seven weeks or 12 weeks. Like I'm no longer looking at 10 months. I'm looking at mere weeks. That can help you hang on when things are feeling really, really hard. But also... It can help put some things in perspective in the times when your patient feels really patience feels really thin or you need to reteach something to a kid for the hundredth time and you're exhausted by it and you're thinking, I just don't, uh, (laughs) I've already taught you how to do this so many times and you still don't get it. Like that thought of in nine weeks, they're no longer mine. This is my last shot at this can sometimes give me the inspiration that I need to think outside of the box on something. Like, well, maybe if I try it this way, they'll get it. Or if nothing else, it gives me the patience to do it one more time, you know? So just say to yourself, this What I'm doing right now, for better or for worse, ends and it ends sooner than I might be ready for. And I need to take that time seriously and make sure that I'm providing quality instruction. But also, I need to remember that I don't need to let this suck my soul out if there's something really hard happening in my classroom or dynamic that's really difficult because it is ending soon. So however you want to take that one and look at it, it does end soon. 
Number three, you are a professional, but your identity is not teaching. Again, this is one that could be applied to the whole year, but specifically the end of the year when I tend to get really emotional and really introspective of my job as a teacher. (laughs) And I tend to get really caught up in the emotions of like, do I want to do this again for another year? And this was hard, but also I love them so much and I want to do it for 30 years. And there's a lot of emotion. And I, I would wonder, I don't know this for sure, but I do wonder how many other careers deal with this roller coaster of emotions to this extreme that teachers do. And if at the end of the year, if we, if like everybody in the world just gets really introspective and reflective and emotional the last few weeks of their, you know, whatever they're working on in work, I guess school is the only one that it's like, we're done with the school year and then we take a break and then we come back and start again. Um, but just remember, this is not your identity. If there is something hard happening in your personal life and you need to walk away from teaching, that can feel for some people like a devastating decision. Um, For others, it's not. It's a huge sigh of relief. And however you look at it, if it's a sigh of relief, just remember, you were just a professional. This is no big deal to switch careers or to take a break because it's just what professionals do. If you felt like everything was sucked out of you this school year and you're limping to the finish line, Take those words and carry them with you into the summer, through the last weeks of the school year, into the summer, and into next school year. And tell yourself, this is not my identity. This is one part of who I am because it's what I do for work, but it's not who I am. I am a lot of other things besides just being a teacher. And teaching should not creep in to our DNA and take over who we are. And for so many of us, it does because it's a job that requires giving so much of ourselves to it. Um, But I would really urge you to tell yourself over and over and over again this fourth quarter, like, this is not who I am. This is just my job. It's an important job and I'm good at my job, but it's just a job. And whatever decisions that are weighing on you about next year, if you want to keep doing this or not, just telling yourself, this is just a job and I just sign a one-year contract and that's it. I can make any decisions I want to after those 180 days. That can take a lot of pressure off your shoulders either way. That can sometimes be the relief that you need to go, oh, I could do this for another year because it's just 180 days in my life. Like it's just a year. It's not, I'm not committing to five years. I didn't sign a 10-year contract, didn't sign a 30-year contract. It's just a year. And I need one more year to figure out what I want to do with my life if this teaching thing is feeling too hard. Or maybe it can be the thing that makes you go like, yeah, I need to step away. Like my personal life and my professional life are consuming me fully and I just need to take a break and it's just a job. I can totally do that. Um, And that thought that it's just a job, it's just a profession, I just signed a one-year contract, has been the thing that kept me in the classroom because I, I don't feel like I'm having to commit to the next 30 years. I can just take it one year at a time. And what's right right now is staying. But it's also been the thing that helped me walk away. I have used that line in my head both ways. And then finally, self-care is not superfluous. So I know I just threw like an SAT level word at y'all, superfluous. When was the last time you used that? Probably never. I don't know why I just used it, but it is not extra at the end of the year. The sun is coming out. Daylight savings time is behind us. The days are longer. When you get off work, you can actually be outside and not have it be pitch black or 27 degrees, hopefully. Hopefully where you are, things are starting to warm up. Where I am in Nashville, it's it's uh, changing its mind every day what it wants to do. But for the most part, it's trending in the warmer direction and the sun is out more often. So it's a time of year to really take stock of what you can do to take care of yourself and 
think about the things you want to be doing over the summer to take better care of yourself because you can start them now. Like grilling healthier foods, having your husband help you grill, (laughs) which is what I do. I love grilling season because I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to cook main entrees anymore. I could just do the sides. You're going to grill the meat. It's my my favorite. Um, We're going to do a lot of that this summer. We can start now. It brings me a little bit of joy. It makes me think a little bit. It gives me those like summer vibes that keep me hanging on and keep me happy. Going on long walks, something I want to do all the time in the summer. I love to plug in a good podcast and just walk and walk and walk until the show is over, whether that be an hour, 40 minutes, 30 minutes. I love it. I love getting lost in a great podcast episode and walking in the warm sunshine. This is the time of year I can start it. Those things that make summer feel so special and so happy because you have time to do it, you can grab slivers of that now and start bringing it into your spring teaching life. It doesn't have to wait till summer. And then you feel that like happiness and your cup is full and you don't feel completely drained dry every single day. And it just makes the last few weeks of teaching a little bit happier. So when you feel like it's extra, when you feel like, well, we got so much to do and I don't have time for a walk, just tell yourself it is not extra to work in self-care. It's a necessity to keep yourself going. And self-care does not have to be like, well, I booked a brow appointment and my, my eyebrows are going to finally be done. Like that might be part of it. But self-care is literally just taking care of yourself, (laughs) like do something to take care of yourself in the midst of all of the chaos that you know is coming. Like May is a sprint or June. If June is your last month of the year, I'm sure it feels like a sprint too. For us here in Tennessee, May is a sprint. There's field day, there's testing, there's report cards, there's final parent conferences, there's tons of paperwork to do, there are class parties, there's awards, there's assemblies. Like it is just a dead sprint. Every day feels like you ran a mile. And in order to get through that happily and not feel like every single day I go in and I'm like, another day, like I need to be working in stuff for myself. So telling myself that it's not optional, it's a necessity, really helps keep it on my calendar as opposed to me going, well, I'll get to that if I have time. So there you go, guys. Just to recap, the final quarter, end of the year stretch mindset shifts you can start making now are remember that every yes is also a no to something else. In nine weeks, these students will no longer be yours, which can either be the sentence that keeps you going or the sentence that makes you sad and makes you take this a little bit more seriously. Um, You are a professional, but your identity is not teaching. So that that alleviates some of the pressure you might be putting on yourself about what to do with your life next year. And self-care is not superfluous. It's not an optional thing. It's necessity. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great week teaching your students and I will talk to you next time. (laughs) 